Welcome to the Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place. Especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside, you know you're not. And how in the world to deal with that? And men, you're absolutely welcome here too because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. What's your potential? Do you know? Do you have any idea what the potential is of your faith community or your business? My guess is and it's a guess, that most of us have dreams, have wishes, have ideas, but that we're probably still thinking too small. You know, there are ways in which we think too small. Uh, One of them for faith communities is often, oh, we don't have that many members, we're just a small community, a small community congregation, or we live in a small town, how could we do anything really significant? Um, Another one that I've heard many times in a faith community, oh, we don't really have the budget for that. Not at all. You know, it's, uh, how could we raise that kind of money? We barely make the budget every year anyway, or we never make it uh, as it is. Uh, Another would be Uh, or in a declining neighborhood. How could we think about doing anything of any great value or any bigger than what we already do? And then there's the one that I love so much. We tried that before. We tried it and it didn't work. And therefore, anything even remotely similar to that, no. The idea is that won't work either. Um, oh, and then there's, well, the congregation down the street or the company down the street, they're already doing that kind of thing. How could we do anything like that and compete with them? So there are many ways in which we devalue uh, the potential that we have that we think small and that we don't really even try to go for the kind of potential that we have. And there are some steps that we can take to up the game, shall we say, to try to go bigger and to do more of our potential. Uh, And in a book that I've quoted from before, uh, Sean Acor's book, Big Potential, he says on page 63 that the height of your potential is predicted by the people who surround you. The people who surround you. Well, now think about that. If you're in a faith community, there's a lot of people that surround you. It might be a staff if you're a leader in there. It might be, uh, you know, Um, all of the members who are there and what they think is possible or not possible. And, you know, the idea is we're not created to go this alone in this journey. 
So we need the people around us. If it's just relying on us, well, things aren't going to work so well. And the likelihood of us reaching our potential is really not that great. There are costs to going it alone. And I think most of us as faith leaders have known those costs. One is loneliness. It's lonely out there to be the leader. It's lonely on top, we sometimes say, um, but it's lonely to be the one trying to rally everybody around us, trying to be the cheerleader, trying to go for something, and nobody else is catching the vision. It's lonely. And that leads to a second one, burnout. When we have to do it all ourselves or think we have to, doesn't take long before we wear out. And that's not a good thing either. And um, so we lose our meaning and our purpose. That's a third cause. Uh, you know, you burn out, you're lonely, and that leads to loss of meaning and purpose. And as a faith leader, when we lose our meaning and purpose, ministry's not going to happen. I don't care what faith you're in or what your title is, it ain't going to happen, at least not with any degree of satisfaction for yourself or for the people you're with. So think about who are the five people who surround you the most often, um, who are it might be a, a ministry team. It might be part of your family. Uh, but the five most important people in your life, who are they? Uh, what are their skills? And if you were to draw a diagram, a Venn diagram, uh, if that's uh, the kind of thing where you have three circles and they overlap, and in the middle there's one area where there's something from all three of them that overlaps, well, in those three circles, ask, put in uh, for one circle, who are the people who leave you feeling good? That's one circle. Write the names in there. In another circle, who are the ones who strengthen you? And in the third circle, who are the ones who um, help you hope for more? Those three circles. And then, you know, put those five people into those circles. And then... See who it is that overlaps into all three of those circles. Um, which of the five fit into those circles and where do they all overlap? Those are the ones or that's the one who is the greatest asset for you. Um, and to seek out people who fit in those circles. Um, seek the people who bring out the best in you. Uh, think about the people you watch, uh, the, the shows you watch on television, if you watch TV, what kinds of shows are there? Who are the characters? What kind of characters are they? <laughs> are they the superhero kind? Are they, um, is it a comedy? Is it um, a, the crime drama, shoot them up, uh, you know, uh, intense drama type people? Um, uh, who are these people? Um, the movies you watch, what kind of movies do you watch? Who are the main characters in those movies? And the books, if you read books, uh, 
or listen to podcasts other than this one or in addition to this one? Who are the people you listen to? What are they saying? Who are, what do they do for you? What kind of characters are they? Think about them in relationship to these five people. Do they fit into any of those three circles that are in that diagram? And if they do, that can be some of the leaders within your, your life and within your community, uh, within your staff. But if they don't, you know, that might be a question of, do you really want to be spending a lot of time with them? Yeah, you might feel good around them to a certain extent, but do you really want that kind of energy and those kinds of attitudes in your life? It's a good question to ask all of us for everything that we do. So, and then think about in your faith community. So we're talking about this for a faith community. In every congregation I've been a part of, uh, there are people who are in leadership. And typically, it's a relatively small portion of the con- of the overall membership, uh, a small percentage. And these are people who keep kind of getting recycled over and over into positions of leadership. And if it's a small congregation, these people get burnt out real quick because it's a small number of them. But even in a larger congregation where there might be more numbers of people, but there's usually more needs for people to be in leadership. So they can still burn out if they keep being the same ones cycled in and out all of the time. What about all of the other people in your faith community? They have gifts. They have skills. They have strengths. They have ideas. Can we listen to them? How can you invite them to be part of the leadership and to include them within that leadership? You know, who holds the power now on your staff? If you have a, even if it's volunteer staff, who holds the power on that staff? Who holds the power in any area of your faith community? Yeah. Uh, think about that. Is it always the same group of people? Is it one or two? And how can you get a bigger base of people who are empowered to do the things that need to happen within your congregation? Um, create a list of these people, of those who hold the power. And look at that list of all of the rest of the members now, who are you missing? Uh, you know, what are the skills in those other members that you might be missing? Yeah, that's important to think about and recognize. And, you know, practice some random acts of kindness for those other members of the congregation so that they increases their likelihood of being willing to step up and be a part of the leadership. So those are all ways, uh, in previous episodes, I've talked about gratitude and how gratitude can help elevate people in their leadership skills and being part of the leadership within your faith community. And it helps elevate the potential within your community. Um, 
empower members to create positive change. That's always a good thing within your faith community, to be able to create that positive change. And also in a previous episode, I've talked about praise and the power of specific things that you notice about what people say or do that's that's good. The praise is a form of gratitude. It's a way of saying thank you. And this is what it is specifically that I'm grateful for and saying you're doing a good job about. Uh, Oprah has um, said at one point, and this is a quote, the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate, end quote. That's a powerful statement. The more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. And uh, Sean Aker in his book has an idea and that I've started to implement not as consistently as I want to, but uh, every time I've done it, it's come back in a marvelous way. And the idea is that every day, probably in the morning is a great time to do this, send out an email or a text message to one person and specifically in that email, tell that person what it is that they have done well. Something that you're expressing gratitude for, something that you're praising them for. And I've done this on a couple of occasions. And every single time I get a response from someone, wow, you just lit up my day. Thank you so much. I needed to hear that. It creates a connection. It lifts other people up, and when they respond to you, assuming that they do, it gives you a charge and a lift, too, that you've brought some light and light enlightenment to another person. What would happen? What would happen to the potential in your faith community if you did that at least once a week? if not every single, multiple times a week or every single day, to someone in your faith community. Sent out a text message or an email or picked up the phone and called. Leave a voicemail if they don't answer. You know, something to say, hey, I've been thinking about you and this is why. This is what I want to recognize about you for today. That kind of thing brings life into people. It's a breath of fresh air. It helps them see their possibility and their potential. And when they see their potential, you get a whole group of people like that together, that creates a lot more potential within your faith community. You know, this is who we are. We are people of God, people of faith, who we are recognized for these gifts. And guess what? That means we can do something more. So as you think about that, you know, what is it you can do? Is there some way you can recognize, is it individuals? Maybe a family. Recognize families. Uh, maybe you do everybody at their birthday 
to recognize who they are and what they're doing uh, in some way. Uh, you know, I don't know how you want to do that, but there are many different ways you could come up with that and give that idea life and see what it will do within your faith community. Um, and like I said, when I've done it, the results have always been powerful for that person. And the results have been powerful for me as well. So take that to heart. Give it a try. Not just for a week, but commit to doing it for like a month, a whole month. See what happens and how that might change you and the people you reach out to. And then... Come back again next week for another episode because I'll be sharing more about maybe about potential, maybe about something else. But there will be another episode of the Tilted Halo so that we all get a little bit better. God's peace. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.tiltedhalohelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.